Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast. Uh, I have a special guest today. This person's building a bridge between Stacks and the Lightning Network. And I'm not entirely sure what that means, but we're going to find out today. Pseudo Zach, I appreciate you coming on. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jake. I appreciate it. There's certain things that have popped up. I I did my own catamaran swap like a month and a half ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was talking about it. It sounded like a big deal. And once I did it myself, you kind of see how in its current form, it's rough. It's not quite there, but the primitive is super powerful. And as it gets kind of like built on top of, you can do really powerful things with that functionality. And when I saw what you were building, I had that same kind of like gut reaction. Uh, and so I had to get you on the podcast to kind of explain it. I feel like this topic is being not as amplified as it could. Uh, and I guess we'll just start. I'm curious, what, first of all, what is Lightning Network? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's, let, let's start with that. So Lightning Network is a scalability solution, right? That's built on top of Bitcoin. So because Bitcoin can do only limited number of TPS, right? So not everybody can transact on it. And it's expected that the fees will go up and it will be, you know, like sort of unfeasible for regular people to transact on it. So back in, I think, 2015, I think Deirdre and and someone else had the Lightning White Paper. Uh, They wrote the Lightning uh, White Paper, which imagines what is called these payment channels that are basically smart contracts. I mean, they are contracts on on Bitcoin. Think of it like a multi-sig contract on Bitcoin that you commit and you pre-sign a transaction and you sort of publish that. And then within that payment channel, two sides of the payment channel can, can sort of pass Bitcoin back and forth such that they don't need to publish all of these stuff to the blockchain. The, the best version I've heard for sort of normies to understand is that you keep a bar tab open until you're ready to close it. This way, you don't re- need to go back and forth to the bartender and keep paying for each of the each of the drinks. But instead, you keep that bar tab open. At the at the end of the night, you close it on on the chain, right? Ah, okay. Um, right. So that's like the, that's the base um, basic explanation. Uh, but if you go into the, you know, back to the technical um, definition is that you 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 do these payment channels between each node and and if each node in then connects to other people, then basically you have sort of a P2P tunnels between a lot of nodes and a lot of people. And you can route these um, pre-signed transactions, uh, which are called HTLCs. And this means now you're moving around Bitcoin from one person to the other and, you know, from one part of the network to the all the way to the other part of the network through these hops, which are, you know, the nodes on the network. And you didn't even touch the Bitcoin blockchain. No, nobody, you know, it's not, it's not recorded. It's not published, but they are real Bitcoin secured by the Bitcoin network. So that's the layer two um, lightning network. Um, yeah, that's the ge- generic explanation I can come up Interesting. with. Hmm. Interesting. Trying to think. So when you have money, when you're putting money on the Lightning Network, do you have to take it off the base layer initially and have it sit on yes. Lightning? 
Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's all backed by by actual Bitcoin on the on the base chain. So, when you see um you know like like the network capacity is I think now these days it's like two thousand Bitcoin, those are all locked in payment channels. Once they're on layer two, then they're um transferable instantly with a few Satoshi fees. From 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 anywhere, and you know nowadays there are really cool, really fast non-custodial wallets that you can just download and start transacting on layer two, which which makes Bitcoin faster and almost fearless to transfer. So yeah, yeah. I mean we've we've seen uh, the Twitter tips function come to light in the past week, exactly. Which is yeah. the underlying technology is that same infrastructure. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So it's kind of like the the bar tab example makes a lot of sense. So as you're passing, if you're keeping in that bar tab example, if you're passing it from peer to peer to peer, would it would it kind of be like that bar tab is being passed and there's only one bar tab? That's exactly right. So you know you sort of you open a bar tab and and within that bar tab, basically, I mean, uh, multiple people can use the same bar tab, right? I mean, you can buy drinks for other people as well, oh. and they're also Right. I mean, they also put it on your tab now. Um, it, I mean, it sort of breaks down at that point. But basically, the idea is that you don't go to the bartender, right? So I mean, maybe you you take a small payment, a quicker, easier payment from your peer, but not everyone needs to go to the um, bartender, which is the base blockchain, which is the bottleneck normally, right? So you don't you don't need to use that. So instead, you can use the um, Lightning Network and and these layer two payment channels, and you know gain all of this uh, sort of flexible, programmable, instant, you know, feedless Bitcoin transfers, which 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 have the same. I mean, I would say almost the same type of security um, uh, that that the base base blockchain has, right? Yeah, because yeah. because it, yeah, maybe it's a good point to touch there is that if you have any um, like discrepancies and like disagreements, right? If one party says, oh, you owe me one Bitcoin, but the other party says, no, I owe you, you know, less than that, you know, like half Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the blockchain, you publish your transaction and it says, here's the proof, here's the crypto, you know, cryptographic proof that this guy owes me one BTC and the base chain will, you know, well, miners will mine that and the nodes will accept that such that it's, you know, sort of, uh, backed by Bitcoin's own security, that you can publish that transaction anytime, and and you'll be right. So Bitcoin becomes like the, you know, like the Supreme Court, right? That they call it. Like it's it's the actual. You only go there if you really need to. Otherwise, you can just transact amongst the peers and the nodes. You don't need to keep the base chain busy. Is, is that one of the perceived downsides? Is that the, the benefits are this quick finality, uh, almost no fees. Um, but because of how fast it is, it's and you don't have the ten minute block time. There's more risk of people exactly. disagreeing. Well, not not necessarily. I mean, it's pretty now that we have. I mean, we have I think three, and there's a, there's a fourth implementation uh, because you know this is all open source, and there are you know there's specifications like RC, and there's now three and four implementations that agree on how this thing is supposed to work, right? So you don't really normally you wouldn't have any disagreements. Only if you have a strange bug or some some bad actors, then you would end up with some. You know, you can maybe some people try to steal some coins and they are punished with this penalty transaction, which is published to the Bitcoin blockchain. But that that happens very rarely from all the reports. And you know, I, I follow this pretty closely. So all the reports that I've seen it, it rarely ever happens. Interesting and. 
I'm assuming that you can use the, you can open these channels for more than just sending BTC. Can you send other assets or how does that work? Not necessarily and not, not at the moment. Okay. So, yeah. So the thing is, um, I mean, Bitcoin blockchain, you know, on the base layer uh, defines only one asset, which is Bitcoin, which is actually Satoshi's technically it's, you know, one BTC is a hundred million Satoshi's and that that's, that's what's defined in, in the, in the consensus that that's the only asset. So there are people that are working on using lightning to transfer um, other assets and you know tokens and things like it's called um, there's a there's an initiative called RGB okay yeah so they're they're you kind know, of working on that i don't know if they were supposed to come up with uh, with a with a new vm and a new um, language to do that but to be honest i haven't been involved in that i don't track that very closely so what i can say that uh, no in on lightning you just pass um, sats sats satoshis back and forth okay and uh then getting into what you've been working on, what is the bridge between Stacks and, and Lightning more specifically? Stacks has information on Bitcoin base chain, right? Because, you know, due to proof of transfer, POX and all that, Stacks has actually access to the um, Bitcoin blockchain. It lists like the Stacks nodes themselves listen to the Bitcoin nodes and Bitcoin you know, network in general. When I heard about that, that's a pretty cool thing to use such that, you know, you can, again, cryptographically swap BTC with Stacks because, you know, the Stacks node itself already knows about what's happening in the Bitcoin blockchain, right? So if a TX is sent, then Stacks node knows about that. So it's a good idea. But um, this one, what I'm working on, which is called LNSTX Bridge, I just launched the website lnswap.org, is a different sort of implementation, which is called um, submarine swaps. And this is not something I came up with, of course. This was, I think, some, I don't know, three, four years ago, um, LX Bosworth, which is a very um, prolific, important developer in Lightning space. He works for um, LND. He came up with and he implemented it, and it, it actually still exists as uh, submarineswaps.org, which basically um, posits that you can come up with a setup such that you can do trustless swaps between an on-chain asset, which in this case would be the, the Stacks chain. But of course, originally, um, Alex Bosworth did this for Bitcoin base chain. And in our case, it's Stacks chain and uh, uh, off-chain, which is, which is the Lightning Network. So how this happens is basically, I'll try to make it as simple as possible. So let me know if it, it doesn't make sense. Will do, will do. Is that, <laughs> yeah, basically um, in Lightning Network, all these, you know, HTLCs and these, you know, pre-signed transactions, people pass back and forth, depend on on a secret, which is called a pre-image, right? So, um, and, and of course, yeah, I don't want to get into how Lightning works. It's it's all onion routed. So like each node does not know where the payment is going to. But this sort of presents a cool thing to, that you can use is that each transaction between the parties include a pre-image, which is a secret. And at the end of the payment, if you successfully forward the payment and the payment is finalized on the, on the, on the sort of on your peer, it reveals, I mean, you pass over this pre-image hash, which is the hash of the pre-image. It, it reveals a pre-image, which is the secret, and which is the exact same thing you need to keep in your database, right? In your node database, basically. And that's the thing that you can use and prove to the Bitcoin um, base chain 
that you actually passed over this payment. And you know, how do how do you prove I paid this guy, you know, one BTC? How do you prove it? If you have this pre-image, that's your proof, that's your cryptographic proof. So this is pretty cool because now we can use this and you know. Of course, submarine swaps thought about this, and they said, okay, we can use this to swap on-chain for off-chain, because basically we can hash this information and come up with a with a with a table, right? Like in this in in stacks. In in uh, by the way, uh, my work is um, supported by the Stacks Foundation. Um, so basically, uh, we we come up with the smart contracts on Stacks that uh, includes all of these information and, and this sort of, you know, like the amount of a swap, the receiver of the swap, target of the swap, we sort of hash all of this information and put it onto a table in the smart contract. And only if the other party, in this case, lnswap.org, uh, like that's the service that I'm running to sort of, you know, um, to do a proof of concept for this thing is only if I pay your Lightning invoice and you reveal your pre-image to me, I can take that pre-image, I can give that to the smart contract on the Stacks chain, and then I can claim those funds, right? If I don't have that pre-image, which, which you know my peer reveals to me, I cannot claim those funds from the Stacks contract, right? So this sort of assures the, um, the, the trustlessness of the swap. So this way, there's sort of no foul play. There's no custody. You know, you're only interacting with a smart contract on the stack chain, and I can only claim the funds that you lock into the contract only if I pay your LN invoice and I get your pre-image, which is a secret thing that you reveal to me upon payment. I use that to get the funds from the contract. The swap works such that the contract on the stack chain holds these funds, and because it's it's you know it's a custody of the contract, I'm not in custody of the funds, you're not in custody of the funds. Only then this this swap works, and that's why sort of it's swapless, and that's why it's sort of you know genius when you think about it. When the first people that thought about it was was pretty good to do that. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm gonna try and rehash my own words what you just said, and you tell me how close I get. Uh, and and just for clarification, can on the stack side, which will be that's on chain, I can put any current asset that would be held in a hero wallet. Well, um, not yet. So we did the we did the sort of first part of the grant, and it's completed and it's delivered, you know, and all of this happens. But it we we're only right now supporting only SDX, so only okay. um, you know, stacks. I'm hoping the next version of this will you know will keep building on it. And there there's already some requests to enable like USDA and the other assets. Um, so yeah, we'll work on that. They'll enable that as well for the next part. Yeah. Okay. So it's in a roadmap. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So so what I'm seeing is on chain, I would put a hundred stacks into the smart contract, and it would it exactly. would basically be held in a contract in escrow in a sense, and uh, yeah. and then and does that initial so I'm doing that swap on the ln.org website. Or is it just yeah, lnswap.org. No, yeah, that's true. lnswap.org sort of facilitates this, right? It prepares the contract calls for you, but it's all open source, of course. So, you know, there's no foul play. Um, but yeah, that's that's the idea. So okay. you, you 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 go in there, yeah, you create a swap on chain. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And then so when I when I initiate that, uh, that contract now knows how many stacks I'm trying to send off. And is is the initial pre-image 
hash or the pre-image held in that contract already? Pre-image hash is held, but pre-image is only known by you because you you generate an invoice uh, and 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 you give that. And otherwise, in a, in a in in the current scenario, the browser creates a pre-image hash for you, which is unknown to the LN swap operator because it's in your browser. It's in your local browser. It's okay. In your local browser, so nobody knows that but you and your browser. So when I'm, if I were to use this right now, I would send over the hundred stacks that get put into escrow, and then I get, mm -hmm. uh, it, do I get the Lightning Network invoice at that same time, which I send to you? Exactly. So it's generated in your browser. So exactly. So you you have your hundred um, stacks. You um, you have your invoice that's generated in your browser. So you give those to this LN Stacks Bridge application that 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 that's running there. Right, and it creates a you know swap for you because you know it's sort of listening to all of these activity on the stacks and on the server, right? Um, yes, uh, go ahead from there. And then when I have this invoice, can now the rest of it be handled sim simply on Lightning, so I can open up Strike and send the certain amount of satoshis to that that address, and if it fulfills that side, the invoice is paid, and then the assets are released. Well, uh, I mean, yes, yes. So once basically your invoice is received by the lnswap.org, right? And your your stacks is locked, confirmed on the stacks chain. So now your sort of your part is done. So what the lnswap.org and this you know software that I've developed this LN stacks bridge does is it listens to the stacks chain and says, oh, okay, this person with this swap ID just locked 100 stacks and, it, and they gave me this invoice. Right. So what the service does, I mean, that's the only thing this application does is that it pays that invoice, first of all, on Lightning Network. I mean, you can give it from Strike, you can give it from any number of, I don't know, tens of Lightning wallets. It can be from anywhere. You can be from your own nodes, you know, through Umbrella or Raspberry Blitz or any any of these nodes uh, that, that are available. So it will pay that Lightning invoice and Paying that will reveal the pre-image, right? Which is the secret that that the the server needs, and server will use that secret to unlock and claim the funds from the smart contract. So now you have, uh, you know, the the hundred stacks equivalent, and the server has your hundred stacks in in their stacks wallet. So you swapped with no trust involved. Okay, I almost get it. But in this case, mm -hmm. there's two parties involved, right? So we're, we're talking about, let's say I'm, I'm uh, putting 100 stacks into the contract and then the, your service is, you, you said your service is paying the invoice. Yes. But is that, is that technically the other person on the other end or is it like, I'm confused. I mean, it part. can be, um, I mean, it can be anyone. But it, they need to be running this LN Stacks Bridge uh, uh, application that that I've developed, right? So that that's the part of the foundation grant as well, because what that um, application does, it's it's like a it's like a Node.js application, right? Uh, what that does is first of all it listens to the chain to you know for for any transaction, any lock lockups of stacks or or you know the claiming of stacks and all this stuff, and it controls the Lightning node. That's why I was saying in the roadmap, I hopefully I can you know decentralize this further so that anyone can run these things with one click. So what that means is now you can become almost like a KYC free non-custodial exchange, right? Mm. Anyone can 
anyone with a lightning node, and that's the only requirement, that can they, they can just sort of one, click one thing, provide the liquidity, say, you know, I'm going to be accepting lightning to stacks or, you know, USDA swaps, hopefully by that time, um, that are up to $1,000, right? And you don't take any custody. No one deals with any custody. There's, no, there's nothing involved. And you only run the lightning node with enough liquidity, right? You lock up some uh, BTC there, Bitcoin there. And, and the, the rest sort of software takes care of it. It controls your lightning node so it can automatically, because otherwise, you know, it, it needs to pay these invoices automatically, right? Otherwise, someone needs to be clicking things. So it just listens to the swaps, pays the lightning invoices with the pre-image that it receives, unlocks and claims stacks from the contract. So that's it. Very interesting. What would be the everyday use cases that are like would be the most common in its current form? So I mean, there's this bunch of like the Lightning Network now pretty like practically onboarded uh, a nation, right? So now there are I think the last number was 2.53 million people on there, right? I mean, and that's only one country. Of course, the rest of the you know there's amazing growth in Africa and overall there's 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 I mean there's a lot of potential there. So what what that means is that Lightning is already working with all of these huge numbers of people and it provides sort of instant fee-less Bitcoin transfers, right? And for example, in the grant application, as sort of my first initial thinking was that, you know, you have these stacks apps, right? For example, you can stack your uh, assets and get some uh, return, right, on those investments. So this application exposes an API. So easily, these things, instead of showing or, you know, next to showing a stacks QR code and address for stacking, right? You can also just put a lightning invoice there and, and people can sort of just do this swap losslessly in the ground. And the service that's providing the stacking service, let's say, ends up with the stacks and they can sort of provide the, the returns back to the user. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that it can be used, it can enable basically Stacks apps to accept Lightning and the other way, of course, Lightning apps to accept Stacks if, if they want to do that. And it increases the liquidity, right? I, I sort of listen in in the Discord, see what people are saying on, on the Stacks Discord, what people need and what sort of things that can be developed. And I see maybe some access can be limited to some people, right? Because it's only available on some exchanges. Mm-hmm. So this way, if they have Bitcoin, first of all, they can easily swap to a Lightning Bitcoin, which some actually like Moon wallets provide on-chain and off-chain, so on-chain and Lightning balance in one wallet. So you don't need to know about Lightning or do anything at all. So you just get these wallets and you get Bitcoin, which is liquid, which is you know, available everywhere. And then you can start using Stacks because you can now swap to Stacks with just, you know, within 10 or 20 minutes in average without waiting. So, you know, it sort of provides um, liquidity there as well. If you continue with this, um, I'll have another application, hopefully. And if it's approved and if we enable these assets, then I think it becomes almost like, I remember you asked about assets on Lightning. I mean, in that case, like the USDA, I think Arcadico um, stablecoin becomes on Lightning because, you know, you can swap it almost instantly between one and the other, right? So anyone with Lightning um, Bitcoins can now have access to these um, stablecoins, which is, which is not the case right now. That, that sounds amazing because when I yeah. see the biggest hurdle right now, it really is for the average normal person, the onboarding experience is way too difficult. And 
lightning i think it seems like it's going that way is going to become the, the it's going to be the touch point that the most people are going to interact with probably going forward so if you're not already on coinbase or buying some stuff there's a good chance you're going to touch lightning first and then probably work your way down into crypto um and if that becomes the norm then people are already going to have a strike wallet or something like that and if you can build infrastructure around that to unlock getting into stacks or stacking and getting bitcoin yield or unlocking an nft that would be huge right i mean yeah it's i think strike is a good point right so anyone in the us now can sort of download this app right strike and connect it to their banks okay so now they're on lightning they're on Bitcoin layer two already. So with this app, basically they can get onto stacks. If I enable micro blocks in the next uh, release and then you know within within minutes almost they're they're onto stacks. So yeah, it's it's just faster, it's liquid, you know, it enables all these interaction. I mean, it opens up a lot of doors and, and it opens it fast, you know. I think it's just a better UX, you know, for for everyone. Zach, you're a genius. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean I'm sort of just using things other people build but i'm i'm happy that the, these things are you know I'm, and thanks by the way for having me and, and listening to me <laughs> go on about these because it, i think this is important stuff to know and and to be honest like i think in certain parts of these discussions and and and, and people we overlook the decentralization aspects of things sometimes you know this is not targeted for anyone but just in general so we just sort of okay you know we can convert this back and forth okay but what, what about the trustlessness what about the decentralization i mean these like as bitcoiners these are things we think about all the time and some people overlook so this is why i'm saying like in the next phase if we can make this such that anyone can click a button and become a trustless kyc free exchange that enables swaps i mean that that's a game that that i mean to be like we're going to win right because then it's like you, you you can't stop that right i mean you can't stop that man i mean you broke it down to me in terms that i mostly understand so i think we achieved our mission here where can people find out about you or more about the lightning bridge uh i frequent stacks discord you know they can they can ping me there pseudozac there and then they can comment on the stacks grants issue or on my github on, on these um repositories that they can look at the code but i mean pretty much i i appreciate that you um bring some exposure onto this and i hope people will give it a try and and let me know any questions and issues so we can improve on this this is something i find cool to work on that that's why i do it so yeah that's i mean i just give it a try let me know what you think uh, you say you know if any things that can be improved it can be it you know i'm happy to work on that so yeah that, that's over i think that's all <laughs> fantastic yeah i'm excited to watch this thing grow when i first saw it i'm like hmm, that seems like something kind of big no, he's just sharing a github post on the discord and the average person is not going to go read that so i was like <laughs> i should probably i should probably dig deep and and get him on a call and, and explore this further so I, I appreciate this a lot thank you zach thank you i appreciate uh, your time as well thank you Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right.